We got a Friday breakdown for you guys. Very special Friday breakdown for you guys. Thank you guys for being here today. Welcome to Failure to Stop Case Breakdown. Failure to Stop channel, the number one channel where law enforcement and first responders go to be informed and secondly entertained. Today we got special guest, still a former, no, still a police officer and a former Border Patrolsman, uh, Dexter Pitts, who wrote the book I Am Pitts, which is a phenomenal book. He's been on the show before. He's been on lots of lots of other shows, including Drinking Bros and some other shows. We got him to help us break down what's going on at the uh, at the border and uh, the pending civil war that everybody is talking about that has been trending all over X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we've got a lot to get into today. So sit back, relax. Hit it, John. Let's the go. growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. so much david j tactic cool dude good to see you guys uh we know that 99 percent of our people out there are just listening and that's great but we do have a paid youtube membership and a youtube channel and a lot of people join us in the live youtube chats which i don't think costs money to actually be in the chat um however most of the people in our chats are some of our paid members and also don't forget our patreon fam out there and also our rumble fam who's listening in but for all you guys that are sitting in your me wagons and your police vehicles and your uh uh your fire trucks that are sliding down the ice. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Got some guests to help me break everything down today. Let me bring them on in here. We got Tyler from the Anti-Hero Podcast, uh, police officer in the Orlando area and host of Anti-Hero Podcast with Delta Force operator Brent Tucker uh, and himself. Great show. And then we also have podcaster extraordinaire, cop extraordinaire, purple heart veteran extraordinaire, uh, Homeland Security, Border Patrol, uh, you know, the list goes on suicide survivor. <laughs> Dexter <laughs> <Pitt>. <laughs> 2020 survivor, you know, <laughs> being a black man in America survivor, <laughs> according to depending on who you listen to on podcast. Oh, gay conservative survivor. Wait, no, 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 that was it. <laughs> Uh, I love your shirt, uh, the gunfighter candles. I got my gunfighter candle behind me. That's pretty dope. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's going to be a little bit different of a breakdown because I think the biggest news in America right now, undisputably, uh, beyond like above what's going on with the election stuff, above what's going on with Hamas, above what's going on with Ukraine and, and the Super Bowl, all the things, the big story today. Uh, some people are calling it a cold civil war. Uh, which I think is a unique term. Some people are just calling it straight up civil war. Um, but it's this crisis at the border that has kind of come to a boiling point. I, 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 We've covered this in the last call in our news. So if you want to get caught up on all the news and the politics of it all, go ahead and head over to last call or head over to our news Patreon show, last call unfiltered. And you can hear all the politics. You can hear my opinion, all the things about it today, though. I want to talk to like some real border patrol agents, some real cops uh, in the field right now, um, you know, that are active police to see what's going on. Uh, you worked on the border Dexter, what I mean, can you paint us a picture of what it's like working at the border and what Border Patrol kind of is about? Absolutely. So I'm gonna say I put the hat on for a second to show people 
I was a Border Patrol agent from 2018 to 2019. Worst job I ever had. Used to be real proud of the fact that even though I didn't stay long, that I made it through the academy and I made it through FTO and that I was Border Patrol. But now, here it is, bull crap, bro. I'm so, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm embarrassed to have been a Border Patrol agent, but it's just very disheartening to see what's going on there. And it's, I'm just reminiscent of Germany in 1940s when Hitler was taking over and everybody was just, you know, just following sure. orders, sir. just following <laughs> orders, just following orders, you know. And I, yeah, I like see it. these guys like at the it. border, like they're, they're, <laughs> they're being told to let these people into the country and they're just letting them in. It, it pisses me off personally because, you know, we so, have a duty when we, you know, when we swear an oath to this country to protect and defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And we're just, Letting these people into the country, what it's up to six million, six to ten million people over yeah. the last three years. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, no, that's not what you sign up to do, man. So, yeah, I was border patrol, I was a uh, border patrol class 1110, man. I, and I was stationed at Naco State down Arizona, the Brian A. Terry station, man. And it was, it was a different experience, you know, because I've been a street cop for most of my career, but I've always wanted to be a fed, you know, when I served on the in MPD with the little metro police department. What gave me the idea of going fed was when I served with the U.S. Marshals Street Duty Task Force. I did that for two years, and I was like, man, I want to be a fed. And the marshals was harder to get hired by, so I said, you know, I'm going to go border patrol because it looks like police work. <clears throat> and then once I got down there and I started looking around, and my perception of what it was going to be is kind of like how the Army does their recruiting. You see all the cool in the commercials and, you know, riding horses and ATVs and chasing people in the desert. Then you get there, and it's just like, hey, here's a chair, man. You're gonna sit up in this processing center, and uh, yeah, you're gonna you're just gonna sit here in this uh in this Tahoe. You see that fence right there? Don't move. Just watch that fence right there. Don't let anybody come past it. All right. And what? the job was not what I thought it was gonna be. The problem is a lot of guys in the job they make good money, so now they're wearing golden handcuffs, man. And nobody leaves because they're making a lot of money, and they're not really doing anything. And what do they do with the guys? What do they do with the guys that are outspoken and are like, wait, what? This isn't what I signed up for. Do they kind of like punish them till they quit or do they stick them somewhere? So they will punish people. So right before I quit, uh, so I was in processing. Processing it was what kind of broke me. It's where you sit in the jail with the immigrants and just do all the legal paperwork. And if they know you hate doing something and they don't like you, they'll keep making you do that same job. And I had a guy tell me, he was like, man, you're going to hate your job here for the first three, four, five years. And if you hate processing, they know it. they're going to keep putting you there. And I was like, you know what? When I be rookie in Louisville, I never once, even as a rookie, getting crapped on all the time, getting all the shitty assignment. It's, I never thought to myself, I hate this job. Bro, I would be waking up in the morning to drive to the border station. And I'd be like, man, if I just drive my car off the road right now, I could just end it all. <laughs> you know, and I could just be done with it. Because I, I hated I hated the job. I hated my life, man. But I mean, back when I was there in 2018, 2019, this wasn't really going on. I mean, traffic had kind of dried up on the border. So we weren't chasing groups here and there. And I mean, there's really not a lot going on. So we didn't have the the drama that's going on now, you know, where, you know, people are coming over and they're just kind of ushering these people in. They were actually catching people and trying to send them back. But I also, you know, my perception coming into the Border Patrol was, you know how it is in the court system at the, at the city state level. You catch these guys, you arrest them, and they're back out on the streets in a couple hours. I thought it was going to be different with the Border Patrol where this is the feds, man. The feds aren't playing. Yeah. They're catching people. They're going to jail. I remember I caught a black dude driving in the desert. He was going to pick up 
some illegal aliens, you know, to bring them into the country. And I'm sitting there in the middle of the desert talking to these dudes. Oh, I just got out the Air Force. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh, this is looking for the lake. I'm like, Negro, there ain't no lake, no water within this place for like 100 miles. And we knew he was here to smuggle aliens. And you know, we, this guy did all this stuff. Cut them loose, man. Nothing. Nobody's getting charged. And that's when I kind of realized, like, this ain't really what I thought it was, man. There's no there's you're not getting justice down there on the border, man. You said at the beginning of the show um, or not the beginning of the show, but before we came on in the green room, you were talking about how that when you got there, most of the border agent guys are actually trash. Um, Not real cops. And most of them, 90% of them were there just to collect a paycheck. Can you kind of like, that was in 2018, 2019. Kind of what did you mean by that? So I mean, obviously, but like, you you, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you expound on it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, don't get me, there's a lot of good, good dudes in the Border Patrol, man. But when you take, I guess, the average and you look at the guys that are there, man, most guys are, they're, they're, they're there to simply get a paycheck. I mean, when I was on night shift on the border and, you know, I would, you got guys that go to their points. There's guys, guys are sleep the entire shift. I would drive past somebody doing my trek, you know, checking for you no know, signs and all that. And I drive back hours later, this guy's still sleeping. You know, and I mean, everybody on the border patrol knows like, dude, you're going to make a good paycheck here, but nobody's really doing any work. You got guys that do go, go out and work, man. But I mean, most of the people are miserable. Everybody hates their job. I can tell you most of the people from my class, class 11, 10, most of everybody is gone. Everybody's left. They've gone to other federal agencies. A lot of people have gone to the uh, CBPO, Customs and Borders Protection, uh, where the blue uniforms, the guys that actually work the ports. A lot of guys have left, man. There's hard, and I mean, they're having a hard time recruiting now, man. So, yeah, I mean, dude, it's just, it's one of those places, borders, like police departments now, they're just taking anybody because they just need a body in a uniform. They use that, they use the same thing local police do is they use the guys in the tack uniforms and on the the atvs they use like the cool sexiest dudes on the promotional poster and you're like that's what i'm going to be doing the whole time like no you're not but <laughs> oh. i mean when i joined the army um when i signed up like I, I wanted to go to afghanistan and the recruiter sat me down and she showed me one recruiting video and it was a dude on a dirt bike and then i was like dirt i i love dirt bikes like sign me up i never saw even when I joined special operations, I still have yet to see with my own eyes, except maybe the combat controllers. Uh, I've never seen a dirt bike in the military. So fuck you recruiting uh, for. <laughs> I mean, the thing is the guys are seeing on these recruiting ports for border patrol are all special operations dudes. These are the Bortac guys, you know, the Bore star and all those uh, guys. Which, those are, top, yeah. those are top of the line cream of the crop guys, dude. There's a guy that I might, one of my FTOs, man, Teddy, Dude was a man, he was a stud. He was on the mountain team down there and sent up Naco, man. And this dude could just run up and down mountains like a Billy Goat. Nothing. He's gone. He went to the ATF, man. He's done. You know, and so many guys, like I said, so many guys uh, go there, but nobody really stays there. Man, no, I think the ATF is probably more hated than police, man. Yeah, oh, for sure. I hate the ATF more than I hate state troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, At least state I, troopers get the cool campaign hats. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're Georgia state troopers, then I'm kind of a fan because those guys are, are, are kind of cool. But um, you know, you, I see what's going down down at the border, and it, what it really looks like. And, and I've talked about it a lot on the show. Is that you know, you, you got to know what your boundaries are. 
uh, when it comes to constitution, I always talk about like church, how they always tell you, like, if you don't want to have sex before marriage and when, you know, if you go through like, if you were a nineties church kid, they would always be like, well, what are your boundaries? And it's like, do you stop it at holding hands? Do you stop it kissing? You got to know where you stop is so you don't lose your virginity, you know, all those kind of things. But I mean, it, it, as cheesy as that sounds, I really feel like it's uh, pertinent to what's going on now, because if you don't have any boundaries, man, you're going to be arresting people for, uh, you know, having a going to church uh, during the pandemic. And when you got a whole bunch of people who are just going to the border to collect a paycheck and they love daddy fed, daddy federal government for giving them money, they don't have any boundaries of where to push back. And now when you've got somebody like Governor Abbott and the Texas National Guard saying, guys, enough's enough, six to 10 million people coming through the borders, like we've got dudes that own land that are finding bodies weekly on their farmland and Eagle Pass. I was hearing a story about another guy where he literally taught, uh, took a guy that we had on this show, Yako Buyans, uh, literally went and walked the property and they found like three dead bodies on that one walk um, of, and they don't know how they died and nobody's going to investigate it. So when you want to talk about like a human rights crisis, and, and I get that that's where a lot of people from the left, you know, come from is this, you know, some people call it a bleeding heart. Uh, but you have to look at it objectively and know that the, the majority of these people aren't coming over here safely at all. Matter of fact, there's uh, there's there's a point in uh, the halfway point where they call it like Rape River, where um, you know all these people come up to this river and the cartels are on the river and basically they just go through the camp at night and if they select you, then you have to. Uh, you have to be raped by them or you, you don't get to continue on. So a lot of crazy things going. How do you think this unfolds with the National Guard and Governor Abbott saying, OK, well, if daddy fed, if federal government is not going to help us secure this border. And then right now it's an existential. It's this is a huge crisis. Like we've got people in uh New York that can't go to school right now because they've got the illegal immigrants in school. We've got illegal immigrants becoming police officers. Uh, oh, man, you got everything that's going on in Boston. With all, I mean, there's, I mean, it's a crisis. It's just really, this is really a problem. And they said, well, fine, we'll have the National Guard put up Constantino. Are we've got to slow these people down? We just saw the video of this uh, terrorist who they have not caught yet. By the way, that's big news. Uh, we covered this on the Patreon news site as well, but where he's like, you'll know who I am soon enough. And they've just identified him as uh, a terrorist on the terrorist watch list and they can't find him. He's a Syrian terrorist and they can't find him. But he told one of the reporters, oh, you don't know who I am? You'll know who I am pretty soon enough. Uh, very daunting and chilling. Where do you think Border Patrol goes? Do you think any of the Border Patrol men are going to say, hey, what we are doing is wrong and we need no. to take the play out of the Texas? <clears throat> no, they're not. They're not going to do it, man. They're, they're definitely not going to. If And if they were, they would have already done it. Be, now, I've seen videos of like they're at muster. And there's somebody speaking up and saying this is bullcrap, but you have the command that's drinking the, you know, the political Kool-Aid. You know, this is the mission and this is the job and this is what we're going to do. You know, and I'm just like, no, that's not the, that's not the job. That's not the mission. You know, you're sent here to protect the protect America, protect our borders from letting all these people in. And it's not getting done, bro. And this has been happening for three years. You would think in three years somebody would have stood up and said, yeah, maybe this isn't right, man. It's just kind of like uh, Stu Schiller the Marine Corps officer that stood up after the Afghanistan debacle. You, yeah. Dude, if you stand up and start speaking, things are going to happen to you. But you have to be willing to sacrifice 
I mean, it's not just your career. You're sacrificing your livelihood. Dude. And yeah. I mean, that's why I like Stu Shiro so much because he stood up and spoke up against corruption going on with the Afghanistan withdrawal and it cost him. So people, the guys on the border are going to have to stand up. It's like, look, I know this is going to cost me, but dude, we have United. We stand divided. We fall. It's that simple, man. Well, you know, the thing is, well, every like, two weeks that that the, the federal government lays, as they used to say all, all the time, I don't do much here, man. But you know, every two weeks, you know, the government deal, the golden goose lays an egg for me every two weeks, and that's that paycheck. That's all. That's all they care. Well, about. yeah, that, that's that's the whole like that. You need free thinkers and government work. And Dexter, I mean, you nailed it earlier. And it, it's it's a harsh thing to say the n word. Not okay. Nazi is what I meant. <laughs> oh, I was like, which one we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people like hearing that word, but it's true. Nazis were street cops back then, just following orders. And when you get things like, hey, just go do this. And I mean, and you know, everybody's like, uh, I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to do it because I'm told to. That That's a, that's how this shit starts. And then because what gets scary is when you got that's how the Eric's theory on the Civil War starts is that's how you get the problem is you get the Border Patrol agents and then you get some troopers squaring off and then a gunshot goes off and then there's a huge gunfight and then it turns into something 20 times bigger than waco down in texas and yep that's well i mean but, do you remember when, uh, remember when we had the whole cattle issue in texas uh she got oh, up yeah. there uh, got up on the overpasses with their sniper rifles and we're like come on feds come down the highway and come fuck with our cows and cut our cow fences um and you're gonna have another <laughs> little texas standoff going on uh but when you know when you're talking about border patrol, and I don't, it came apparent to me. This is why I was a big fan of sheriffs' departments because I I believe that uh, sheriffs should be elected. I think people who speak out against sheriffs' departments are corrupt. Um, there was actually uh, there was an actually an officer, a chief of police um, that's pretty respected, and he was speaking out uh, against sheriffs' departments and saying how dangerous it is for sheriffs' departments to be elected officials. <laughs> Uh, soon after that, this guy became a huge piece of shit. So it, it is writing on the wall. I, I think because when you are elected by the people, then it doesn't give you like if your officers are fucking up and the people don't like it, they're going to vote you out. I don't like having these police chiefs being uh, selected by city managers who don't. And here's why. Because the chief that I served under, Chief Deck Brown, she was the most incompetent retarded cop I've ever even met in my whole life. Like she couldn't even read. So what, what qualifications does she have? I mean, completely huge, complete, like way overweight, grossly overweight, barely could read poor tactics. Couldn't shoot. I mean, this woman was an abomination to the uniform, but the city manager knew that she met all of the, uh, she, she checked the blocks, black, yeah. female. Uh, How dare you attack a woman of color? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, she ain't gonna, she's a yes man and she ain't going to say no. She's a yes man because exactly. she knows there's nobody else that's going to give her a chance. So, of course, she's going to do. She's not going to rock the boat because nobody else is going to hire a fat turd like that. That's just not going to happen. And so I think uh, that that's why we're seeing some of these just incompetent losers getting put into high positions of power, kind of like Ocasio uh, 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 cortez and things like that. She knows there's nobody else that's going to give her a shot. She can't rock the boat all but so much, or she's not going to get uh, get a shot anywhere else, or, or, or who's the guy from Pennsylvania? Um, it, it's a problem when you got this thing federalized on, the, on this government. What you have is a whole bunch of incompetent people uh, in charge at Border Patrol who know that they're too stupid to get a job anywhere else. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's my dad retired from the post office. He used to complain about it all the time. He's like, the biggest idiots in the world go and work for the post office because they can't get fired. The biggest idiots in the world. I, I, out, yeah. Dude, I hear it all the time the Border Patrol. Where else am I going to make 120000 a year doing that much? Literally, that's literally, I hear it. I heard it all the time. And that's when I left. I was like, I don't want to be here in this type of environment, though. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not just leadership. Visible. It's not just leadership either. I mean, you trickled all the way down to your average street cop. Ten years ago, the guys that are walking around with a badge and a gun wouldn't have been hired. Oh, but Hell now no, man. they're in a they're in a position of authority and they're not free thinkers. They're not somebody that could pull you over and not do something and then turn around and tell their their leadership, I didn't do it for this, this, and that. And you can suck my dick if you don't like it. It was my call. I'm the cop. Now leadership will go down on I because I saw it the other day. I saw it the other day for not towing a guy's car. For fucking weed, he had to get arrested. He had a fuck ton of weed. There's no, there, I told him, I was like, I'm sorry, I mean, I've, I haven't arrested somebody for weed in like four years, but you have so much weed, we got to do something about it. But I went through it with him, walked him through it, and then he's like, You're gonna tow my car? I'm like, No, it's not the crime of the century. We're not towing your car, dude. Well, that came, that went up and came back down. Is why didn't you tow this guy's car? It's like, dude, he's not trafficking fentanyl, dude. It's weed. And I'm not gonna tow the man's car. We just ruined his fucking day. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> So, yeah. and, and they're trying to take away your discretion, man. That's the crazy part. They, you know, they're trying to force you to do things that you don't necessarily have to do. And we don't even have to look back far in America's history to see when cops were not doing the right thing by the citizens. COVID. Yeah. Look at everything yeah. in COVID. Well, I mean, yeah, there's so at- many cops that were like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, you can't be here. Like, you got to, no, you can't be in this public mask. Let me see your take on that, boys. Um, what what would you take on that? I mean, were you were, were you pretty dead set in your mind that yeah, I'm not. If they tell me to go break up a church, I'm just simply not going to do it. What were you guys' personal opinions on that, or did you have a plan in your brain of what you were going to do, or did you cave? Did you uh, did you cave and and make people disperse that that you now think maybe you shouldn't have? So I'm a pure blood. I did not get the vaccine. I didn't care what they was putting. I was like, I ain't doing it. Nobody in my family is getting it. What I refused, bro. And I think it was Andy Brashear here in the state of Kentucky. They were wanting to send KSP or us out to church services on Sundays to write down the license plate numbers of people attending churches. Yo, I was like, I'm not doing that. And because we weren't going to do it, they were going to send the Kentucky State Police to do it. Yo, and I'm just like, this is like you, well, like you said, you have to have boundaries. Here. That's the way it happened here was they could our local law enforcement was like, dude, we're not enforcing any of this trash. So they sent state troopers to do it. They sent the state boys, the ABCs, the ALEs. And that's why I think like, you know, which is basically federal, you know, that that's the problem here is that you've got these yes men fed boys that are just collecting paychecks. Uh, and they don't really stand for the country. I, and so w- when you put it in that context, when, when, when you've got, people on X and Twitter, or whatever you call it, you know, calling for them to, uh, to arrest some of these people at the, uh, the border patrol. Um, you know, th- they are, they're not saying arrest like the officers cause they're just, they're just dumb dumbs. But these, these upper echelon leaders, they know what they're doing Absolutely. And they for treason. They should, I mean, th- th- this is obviously a political ploy. There's no reason why right right now in the last four years that we've decided to let just open up for the first time in America's history is we just let the border go wide open like a floodgate. And it's all just to oppose Donald Trump or to create 
political chaos in this country to retard an election. And that's what it, there's a bunch of comments in the chats um, and, and some questions for you both in the chats. I want to get to them. But first, today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. It sleeps so good. It's scary. Listen, I mean, these are dark days and they're only going to get darker going through 2024. Best thing you can do is get yourself a good night's sleep. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your loved ones. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Get your significant other the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving and giving. And that's not AIDS. It's the gift of a good night's sleep over and over and over again. Head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. 50% off through the Valentine's Day holiday where it'll drop back down to some other sale that they've got going on. But listen, they got the adjustable base. They got the amazing pillows. The Ghostbed pillows are my favorite thing on earth. Uh, you've got the uh, zero gravity adjust modes. You got the massage, the zero gra- the the massagers that just kind of shoots air. It's like a non invasive massage, but it feels better than any massage you've ever had. It's incredible. Uh, but right now, zero percent down, zero percent financing. Head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and get your sleep so good. So you can also factor meals. We're all up on factor meals and meal planning to the next level. If you don't have time for court prep, for gym time, for mental health uh, classes, for range qual, day and night range qual, for mental health updates, for legal updates, for all the things that they put on your plate as a police officer. Oh, and then you've got to be a passionate lover and parent. You don't have time for meal prepping. And that's where Factor Meals makes everything so much easier. Head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero. There's like 300 menu items to choose from. They now got breakfast options, but look, if you're wanting to, to, to make a new new year, new me type deal, and you want to cut down on some weight, they've got the calorie conscious options. They've also got the protein heavy. If you're like me and you're wanting to get swollen, buffed up, you can hit that protein heavy meal. Listen, they got vegan options, vegetarian options. Those breakfast shakes are amazing. Everybody on our team is using factor meals. Uh, head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 and get your meal planning. Take it to the next level. Chef prepared, fresh, and never frozen. Delivered right to your door. I think um, uh, JD just signed on for eight meals a week. You could do five meals a week, three meals a week, whatever it is, a week. They will ship to your door in a beautiful package with some like Nordic dry ice to keep everything nice and cool. At the end of the day, it's the same amount of money as you drive into the grocery Spending all that time picking shit out, driving all the way home, firing up the stove, cooking everything, parceling it out, putting it in your pie text and your pie rags dishes. You know, just stop. Stop with all that. Go make love. Go throw the ball with your kids and uh, let let Factor Meals take care of your meal prep and your meal planning. All right. I want to jump into some of these questions that we had in the chats. I want to go all the way back up. Um, and uh, a lot of people have messaged since then, so it's going to take me just a second to find it. Uh, Dude, that ad read just made me horny. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Head over to <laughs> dot com. Uh, I'm waiting for somebody to hire me to do ad reads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the pushback of the National Guard, do you think the Border Guard will start to rethink and step back so it doesn't escalate and Americans don't start fighting Americans for a job? Wait, wait. I guess the question is based off of Biden has given the border 24 hours, which I think ends at like four o'clock this afternoon, 24 hours to pull back your Texas National Guard or else. Wait, wait. So I, I have a question. Do you guys know how the who who has the final say over the Texas National Guard? It, 
it's Texas, right? The governor, governor. or governor. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Although has- Biden's trying to federalize him. Right. So, oh, so listen, for it. As far Man. as I remember, I was in a in the National Guard for a little while, and if, if I remember right, the president can call up the National Guard, but it's on the governor to say, "Yeah, your nay." Yeah, man, that's a that's a good question. I don't think they're going to back down, and I would hope they wouldn't. You know, Texas is kind of like when I look at Texas. Texas is kind of like the last great hope for America, and I'm sitting there hoping and praying, like, bro, y'all better stand yeah. your damn ground because it it just shows how corrupt the system is. If the Supreme Court is telling Texas, no, you cannot protect your state, and you know and they overturn this, they, oh man, and Texas should but absolutely the continue to rebel, man. The Supreme Court voted against uh, the whole bailing college students out and yeah. we still just went ahead and did it anyway. So like, I don't understand is like, what's the difference in Texas saying, okay, I get what the Supreme court says, but fuck you when you guys did the same thing with this whole college reimbursement bullshit. So I, you know, like that, that's another thing. We'll get into that on the uh, last call and on our Patreon um, where we have somebody above my pay grade to help talk through that. But you know, what's going on here isn't so unprecedented that the Supreme court rules on one thing and the state says just the different, the, the, just the opposite. But what my, my point here is that Biden has said he drew a line in the sand yesterday. He said, you have 24 hours or else. Now he tried to do this like a week ago. didn't quite plan out, but this was more direct 24 hours or else what's the, or else. What are you going to tell? You're going to go arrest Abbott. Now you have 25 states who have all come aboard and said, yeah, we back you, Texas. We got you. We'll send, we'll send more our national guard to see you. DeSantis oh. is signed in. I think uh, what Indiana is, is uh, oh, on yeah. board. You have Hoosiers, baby. that have said, Hey, we'll send you, we'll send you our national guard. So this is a bad look for Biden. By the way, if you still think Biden's making the decisions, you're kind Absolutely of part left or right, because you know, as we saw that bribe that went out to uh, what's her name, Carrie Lake this week, which, by the way, one of the biggest abominations in American history is that I physically heard with my own ears where uh, the Republican GOP bribed and said the guys back east. I mean, this guy threatened uh, basically, I mean, without I mean, it was like a bad movie. I put it on our Instagram, but they bribed her and threatened her to stop running for Senate and to take a break because they needed to get rid of Trump. And he admits, uh, Jeff DeWitt admits that he knows it's bad for the country, but right now they're offering a lot of money to make this all go away. And he's like, listen, I don't want to end up in a car, Kapui, Kapowi, or whatever he says. But I mean, he's, he's basically without directly threatening, he's threatening a car bomb. I mean, the guy is the guy who's, she said, she says, listen, I don't want to say anything because these, these people will kill me. They're going to try to kill me. He's like, well, it's, it's crazy. We have cartels in all 50 States now. Oh my God. I can't believe this dude isn't being held in one of those military tribunals and, you know, hung from the gallows in the town square. But what he's talking about in that bribe is the people back East. The folks yep. back DC, man. It's swamp. not it's swamp. You're right, because this was Republican. So it's not this isn't Biden. This is uh this is the United Nations, you know, the, the, the United Nations that Obama sold our soul to um in their new 2030 agenda. I encourage you to look that up if you really want to go down the rabbit hole. Look at the 2030 agenda, it's pretty scary shit written by the United Nations. But I don't see any other play or plot plot that comes out of this uh other than they want a civil war. Maybe let me ask you this: Am I crazy? Do they want a civil war so that Biden can stay in power and there's no chance of Trump coming through, or is that just two walls of a conspiracy theory? 
No, it's not. Dude, nothing is off the table right now, dude, because I've never seen so many politicians in this country go so hard against one person to make sure that they don't get in office. Never. I mean, this is it's who's name any other time this has happened. I mean, this man, how many charges have they brought Trump on? Yeah, well, we saw how that works. That's all surprising. I'm surprised Trump's still alive, bro. He ain't made the the CIA mad yet. I was surprised every day. Uh, But going back to Loren's question, um, how does how does the National Guard, how does this get de-escalated? If Biden says or else, I don't know what that means. Well, I guess we'll find out at four o'clock today. Listen, they can't. They can't start arresting National Guard members. I can't. Because I'll tell you right now. Yeah, how are you gonna go arrest somebody? How are you gonna arrest somebody in authority with a firearm when yeah, they think that happened? They're the ones when they think they're right and you're wrong, and you're gonna come and put hands on them. It's not gonna go well. I mean, we've seen those videos. We've covered the breakdowns on the show before, where they uh, the feds are trying to serve some kind of a warrant by themselves or some kind of a subpoena, and they're like, "Identify yourself," and the dude doesn't really identify himself, and they call the police. Remember this case? I think it was in it's Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, and the police show come up, and they're like, hey, man, and the dude's being uncooperative. I mean, they threw the ATF agent on the ground, need him in the face, you know, the whole nine yards, and, uh, you know, stuffed him and cuffed him. What do you think's going to happen on the border when you've got, like, 10 on 10, when you've got Homeland Security saying, don't you put out another string of Constantino wire and the National Guard dudes who are full of piss and vinegar, who are what, real Texans, by the way. What, yeah, what'll real- happen, it'll be, it'll be a, a true... A, a battle of hearts right it's just like any war it's the ones who want it bad the ones who just like justly believe in what they're doing versus the ones that are paid guns to go do it and i guarantee you texans it could be 10 to 1 in those numbers those texans you boys have all deployed you guys have you? all deployed <laughs> the there, I mean, how many texas and florida flags did you see on people's shoulders Versus like, um, like standard American flags. I mean, when you've got national guards like Florida and Texas, um, those are the two that come in because like the 20th special forces group um, out of Florida basically deployed with a rebel flag logo. Like it's a red flag with a blue <laughs> X on it and a skull in the middle. I mean, it's a rebel flag without being a rebel flag. Um, but I mean, the Florida, like the, you know, the, uh, I, I don't know what you, the highest breed of core of your state of, of your local area, everything's bigger than Texas. I mean, Remember the movie uh, Lone Survivor? The, the the amount of Texas shit that you saw just in that oh, movie. Yeah. Um, so when these guys deploy, and these National Guardsmen, they're all about state first. Like yeah. it's literally, it's a different mindset than the, the folks have up at North. You know, uh, you wear your Yankees ball caps, you know, it's it's kind of like you represent your team. We represent our whole fucking state. Yeah, and I, I, how many figures do you see that say "flow grown," "Florida grown" versus like "New York grown" or like? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm some border patrol agent from Oregon that's doing my time at the border, and I got sent down there. And you're gonna put me up a bench a bunch, uh, against a bunch of Texans that want me the fuck out of there. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down my rifle. I'm gonna tell my chain of command. I'm out. Yeah, and if I'm one of those Texans and an dude comes over to me, I'm like, hey, bud, check this out. Here's what I want you to do. First, I want you to call your wife. And I want you to tell her that you're at the border and you're in front of a Texan and you're telling a Texan not to protect his homeland and you're about to start a gunfight with him. And then I want you to call your supervisor and let him know the same thing. And then just come back and let's revisit this. But see what your wife has to say about it. 
and, and your supervisor, because I promise you, your wife doesn't want you to die on this battlefield. My wife doesn't care. My wife's just like, oh, I know that my husband's going to die for his freedom in his state. Like that's, he's made that very abundantly clear since the day I met him, that he has no problem with that. Is this federal agent going to die for a state that he doesn't represent or for freedoms he doesn't care about? Doubt it. And then you got to look at, it's not just the National Guard. Think of all the other Americans, just Texas from the general area that are going to come out. Bro, if they start shooting, there's gonna they're gonna be outnumbered quick, very quick, man. This is this yeah, is I not know. gonna end pretty. I think it's more of like a cold civil war, as uh, Don Bangino uh, puts it. Dan Bongino uh, puts it, it's more of like a cold war. I think this will be caught up in litigation and paperwork and who's gonna sue who and who's gonna do what. Um, the only thing that I, I worry about is that pissing match. You get some cockstrung, you know, West Point graduate that, uh, you know, served in artillery um, throughout the 90s and never really got his chance at combat. Now he's head of whatever at the Border Patrol. And, you know, this is his Alamo. And he's like, no, fuck these National Guardsmen. People like this. People like this exist, dude. The other day in in central Florida, a trooper pulled over an undercover, an unmarked detective, right? Oh, my bad, right? You know, know. well, the agency hadn't issued him new decals. So his decals on his fake tag were expired. He got a ticket from the trooper. A ticket. Florida is always on that shit. (laughs) Like, man, (laughs) those dudes exist. Those are the dudes. Damn. Those are the two guys out in Texas that get in the gunfight. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that's why I uh, hate troopers because I I just I can't. I just, I, that shit's just dog shit to me. Um, it's like nurses and teachers always had a pass, and and other cops, firefighters within reason. Um, and it's something as silly as that. And a detective get, get get the fuck out of here. A fucking ticket. He's just trying to make himself feel cool. And I think some of those guys just like to be dicks, and they like to be. The anti-hero power. Like hey, power. Don't I think they just they're like the bad I don't like that connection he's giving you, man. <laughs> you know, remember in WCW, like the bad guy where he like loves the booze? Yeah. The heel. <laughs> I love that you hate me. <laughs> oh man. You know what's um, kind of weird though, like with this going on, and I keep hearing people saying that, you know. Things that are happening in Hollywood are kind of foreshadowing what's happening. They got that Civil War movie getting ready to come out too in a couple months, man. Yes, yes bro, I saw and I was just like, oh back. wow. Back man, to back. What's what's what the end of the world one? Oh, the Obama oh, that, movie, that crate, that garbage ass right, Obama yeah. movie. I'm surprised you haven't covered that one, Eric. Though I haven't even well, seen I mean, jeez. I mean, I, I can't think of a better. I, I can't think of a movie that depicts the end of the world better than that. I mean, it's almost like it's and a it's documentary. It's a bio. It's produced, a, it's produced by, by the Obamas. Basically, they went to Obama. It's like the end of the world happens, and he's like, well, with all the vast knowledge I have and all the top secret information like, I have. Oh, let help. me show you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they have this movie Civil War coming out. Yeah, like, what are the odds of that, too, right? Like, 
um, oh, we just happen to have been producing this movie about a civil war. And it just so happens that it's coincidence that it's scheduled to come out the year that we're really trying to egg on a civil war. Um, we're, it's coming out the same year that civil war has been trending on X. I've been on X now for, for a year. Um, and you see things trend for a day. You see things train for like two days. You see things pop back up here. Like, you know, it might, there might be one thing that trends today and it'll trend also a couple of weeks from now, but civil war has been trending for like three straight weeks now. Yeah. So, oh, and uh, like one of the biggest things that I've seen when I when I researched this was the fact that the issue is historically is that the, the feds have always enforced laws in states and the state didn't agree with it. And that's just something the state has to get, you know, back in the it, the 90s when the DEA would come and do weed raids and Cali's like, you know, yeah. or any type of anything like that. But there's never been a time in history where the feds didn't enforce the law that the state wanted them to. This is the first time that I can find and that other people have mentioned that it's like backwards. Yeah. It, it, what a hell of a time to be really living in. Um, somebody in the, the chats, Joe Russo, um, he says, traffic cops are the second most morally corrupt jobs in America. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of um, traffic divisions and traffic cops. However, I will say that there have been incidents in my career, in my eight years now. I think I only wrote like 19 traffic tickets probably in eight years. Um, but there were, out of those 19, always came, and, and I worked, um, and, and I worked, I, I volunteered to work on some radar uh, operations to catch speeders. But it was only after I worked, usually a horrific accident, and I had a fire in my, like, I had a fire up my ass where I was just like, fuck, why does everybody think that the belt line is a fucking racetrack? Anybody going over 75, I'm writing a ticket for the fullest amount. And and it was because I worked a car accident where a nurse perished in, in the car accident or, you yeah. know, where I, it's, you know, teeth drip through, you know, through the back of his skull and it would upset me. So I, I don't have a problem with cops who go out and write tickets. I never wrote a ticket because I gave a fuck about city's money. Um, but you know what, when there's three car accidents in a school zone in the course of five months, yeah. well, why are you guys right in, in five months? Why are there three car accidents when this, when the speed limit is 35 fucking miles an hour almost all day because it's a school. So <coughs> Just, so what it means is is that half the population is going 35 and respecting it. The other half of the population is saying, I don't give a fuck if it's a school zone. And they're still going to maintain that 55, 60 mile an hour. And what they're doing is they're they're head to head with these people who are obeying the law. And that's bullshit. Fuck it. Just go 35 miles an hour. We don't have to fucking worry about it. Well, bro, tie in traffic cops. Traffic. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, but I'll say, man, traffic cops are just a different breed. Like, literally, the guys I've known here in Kentucky and on Louisville Metro, so you can have, like, 100 pounds of cocaine in the back, a couple dead hookers, you know, a couple children you abducted. They don't care about that. They're not going to find that. They just want to write that mm. ticket. That's all they get, man. I mean, they have no, yeah. no officer safety. They walk up, license registration, get it, walk back to the car. They don't look back to see if you're going to get out and shoot them. Boom. Scan it in. Yeah, boom, boom. You're out of there five minutes. They, they volume, man. They're yeah, they're total. I don't ever get along with traffic cops or state troopers for that for that reason. I just wanted to caveat that I don't have a problem with people like real cops writing tickets. I don't have a problem well, with that. 
there's a difference. It's a street cop, and then there's the traffic cop, right? The street cop yeah. doesn't want to write Big a ticket. Difference. Street cop pulls out his ticket book and goes, "How the fuck do you do this again?" But <laughs> to tie in, to tie in citations to following orders. The other day, we had you know we got some new leadership in my squad. We have a street crimes unit that I'm in, uh, and. And we were talking about how we're going to do things as a squad when we do a takedown, you know, how the traffic stop is going to go to get the dope, to get the prosecution. In. And um, it was told to me, uh, yeah, you have to write a ticket. You have to write a ticket. And I go, you have to write a ticket? And the other dude that, you know, is more narcotics based. He goes, well, no, it, it's that the state, the state needs you to because the, or, uh, because the defense will get it thrown out because you didn't write a ticket. Therefore, the, the stop wasn't just, you know, just. And so. I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I need to. Yeah. But I looked at the supervisor that told me that, and I go, I don't have to. That's the difference. You're telling me I have to do something when there's nothing written that I have to do it. So tell me I need to do it, or tell me you're telling me and making me do it, but don't tell me I have to do it. Yeah, so uh, CA, I don't know. Justice for the love of Pete, somebody fix this man's mic. I don't know which mic. Everything sounds good in my headphones. We don't have a producer today because our producer is on a road trip to Memphis. Um, and he's been the out mic. for until Saturday. I don't know. Is somebody's mic fucked up? I have no idea. It, everything sounds great in my headphones. So yeah, I, I, good. but, uh, yeah. I bought it, you know, listen, it'll get fixed, uh, before it goes out to audio doing live shows live on YouTube is always difficult. Streamyards difficult. People's <laughs> internet's difficult. Um, yeah. sometimes uh, we're high def for some people. And some people say that we look like we were in a transformers movie. So I, I don't know. Fulconator says we all sound good. Tactical. Uh, so CAI, not saying you're crazy. It happens. We apologize. But if you if you're missing something, head over to the audio platform, um, which is you know what this show is more about radio. So you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever, and you can listen to it. But uh, <laughs> Brian Debbie says it's just Tansy's voice is crappy. Yeah, that could be that could be it as, as well. I, I, yeah. Hey, listen, love you guys so much. Half price. We um today. Speaking of which, on the Patreon show, if you guys want to be a part of our Patreon, which is uh, ad free Patreon, we have uh, anti TikTok cop um on Patreon directly yeah. after this. So uh, it's a page I love to follow. Um, uh, Mike the cop and I uh, are big fans of anti TikTok cop. I uh, really funny stuff. You know, it's it's the old school shaming slash bullying that I that I appreciated. That I think I support it. I did too. You know what I mean? Like it's the cops that aren't bullied or shamed that are the ones that you hate as a citizen. Like you, I'm, I promise you that well, that cop that's fucking dancing on TikTok or making those. He is the one that is writing all the shittiest tickets. Who's arresting the wrong people at the domestics? They're the ones that fuck everything up. Yep. Well, also, they can get some views on TikTok, bro. Ain't stand Stacy Piss Kai and Ari. I'm guessing that's Italian. Um, let's see, student at best, Mrs. Piss Kikirn and Ari. But uh, just jumping in, she says, Thank you for your service. Uh, no, and thank you. Uh, Falcon says, Steaks with Tansy. Yeah, it'll be a T bone with Tansy minus the T bone tonight on Patreon. Actually, it's right after the show. So stick around. Let's jump right back into this uh, the, the border crisis um, just as we close this out in the next 10 minutes. I, I want to get e individual opinions here. I'll start with you, Dexter. Does this escalate from here? The, the, does the Biden uh, or else kind of back off or else? Does that escalate things or do we see this? What, what, how do you think this plays out? 
Uh, I think it's going to be Biden's going to get his punk car pulled. It's an election year, bro. Like, there's literally, I mean, what, we're going to have a fight down here on the border right before the election year? I mean, you're letting your politicians send billions of dollars of money to Ukraine. And then y'all are also letting in millions of illegal immigrants, kicking American kids out of schools, preventing them from getting their education. And you're going to sit here and tell people, oh, no, you're going to let these people in. This doesn't look good for uh, trying to get reelected, man. So, you know, I'm not really too keen on, you know, the or else that he's saying. I mean, he's just blowing a lot of hot air, man. But we'll see. Thank a lot. Though. All this talk about civil wars kind of got me nervous. Is slavery going to be back on the docket if we're going to civil war? I just want to make sure. I need to know who I'm going to be fighting for. Hey, if it is, I'll buy you and I'll treat you really good. I, I, know, <laughs> you would, man. I know you would. This man, I got bad knees. I got bad knees. I can't be out in the field, bro. I just need, I need to be inside, dog. Wasn't yeah. there white people that did that? They were like good slave owners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Master Show is Master Tandy Show is kind. Ethical slave owners. <laughs> I'll, be a, I'll be a slave police officer. <laughs> No, I, I think what's going to happen is that it. I agree with you, except I think that the government or the media is going to uh, all of a sudden there's going to be an active shooter and we're going to forget about this whole Texas thing within six hours. Oh, it's going to be don't be interesting. You know? so, that's and then, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean. I, that was the question I have. I've had going in for three for three days is how how do you how does the Biden administration get this back? Because one, they're losing on immigration, like they're losing Gen Z voters. I mean, literally, if you if you follow any left wing news outlets, uh, Breaking Points talks about all the time, uh, um, Crystal and Sager that. The Biden administration has been losing on this whole border crisis. It's it's the plank in their eye, if you will, for this the whole campaign, and it seems like they're not they're they're actually doubling down on making it worse, and 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 that's been my thing for three days now, four days that I've been studying this is. So what's the end game? Why would you purposefully make it worse if you know it's not going to help you? get elected and the whole goal is to get elected. So then you have to start thinking about, well, what is it getting worse mean for how do they make it where you can get elected and still have a shitty border? I like the theory of the civil war breaks out. Um, and then you, you can't elect a new president and Biden has to stay in office. But I've also, you know, there's so much talk right now about Michelle Obama. Man, don't get me started. And wow, what if, if you made everything just really, really bad and then you had a savior, how much momentum would that have going into the election year? So if you get everything just escalated up until May, that gives us February, March, April, May, that gives you about, you know, less than 70 days to just really ramp up. You know, when I went to Sears school, that's kind of how Sears school runs uh, is, is it gets really, really bad. And then at the apex of bad is when it starts to get good again. Um, it just wears that apex of bad. And then you have that like savior complex, like, oh, thank you. And that's when you start to care about your captors because you're like, oh, you've actually rescued me. And now you actually love the bad guy. Um, and that, that was, a you know, that happened a lot during the Vietnam War and the POWs and things like that. So is it one of those situations where we make this get really, really, really bad? And then you have like somebody like Michelle Obama come in and now we have a savior. 
type complex. We, we have, as human beings, we have like very short term, like, oh, it's happening right now. We can't think four, five, six, eight. but you saying the 2030 thing, and then we don't even cover that because you said that's a rabbit hole. That's not a rabbit hole. Because Have you ever heard of this thing called the New World Order? <laughs> can, you think, <laughs> yeah, can you think of 25 years from now what this place is going to be like? You know, if no, if everybody's afraid to fire the first shot, which I get it. I don't want to be the National Guardsman that goes to prison because the my buddies that hyped me up said we're not going to handle this, and I shoot first, and then they all go, whoa, dude, we didn't know he was going to do that, and then I'm in prison for the rest of my life for shooting. You know, It's scary, but if somebody doesn't do that, then they just kind of do this Cold War thing like you talked about. That drags on with no end. Now, what do you guys think about Michelle Obama running for president? Is that something you think could happen or no? I absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why she's popping up in the news all of a sudden. And she said, I don't know what's going to happen with this election. I'm terrified to imagine it. That's just like kind of paving the road. And my thing is, if she runs, I I got to they, they will probably win because America has romanticized and fantasized the Obama as this great black family that everybody loves. And I'm just like, these people are not it. They are race baiters. Dude. They are using color to separate us, dude. Like I said, he, Obama had the chance to unite this country. Man, you know, 90s was good. You know, there was racial unity, man. Of course, there's little racial things here and there. But I mean, for the most part, nobody cared, man. We were all just cool growing up and hanging out. And all of a sudden, Obama mm -hmm. comes in. And all of a sudden, if I had a son, he looked look like Trayvon. And then next thing you know, we got all this racial strife going on, dude. And then it just imploded. And now we're like reversing, reverting backwards in American Whoa, history. Where it's it's like they're about to divide us because they pitted us against each other 10 years ago and now start stage two of the new world orders plan. Just saying. Yes, sir. I'm just hey, man. If everybody says conspiracy theory, I'm like, bro, it's not. If you look at the <laughs> book on communism, on how communism works, yeah, <laughs> this is all part of it, man. Yeah, I always like go back to that uh, Russian KGB guy that talks about Russia's plan to overtake the United States. In years. And, and, and I mean, dude, if you listen to it right now, you will get chills. I promise you, you get chills. You're like, holy shit. Everything this guy says has actually happened. It's actually working. It's, it's really crazy. Davey says it's going to be a non-military veteran agent from an alphabet soup agency who pulls their weapon and fires first. Guarantee it. They have zero understanding of diplomacy, unlike our GWAT warfighters. Yeah, that's an interesting point, too, because we're starting to find more information. And we talked about this on the Patreon news and last call news um, that the, the January 6th pipe bombs really look to be planted by uh, Fed in like kind of the Gretchen Whitmer type situation where the feds made elicited somebody to put a pipe bomb where just everything worked perfectly. The timer's perfect. The wires are perfect. The pipe is perfect. Everything is great, except the black powder is, 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 uh, is wet, you know, and that's something that would only be planned on a federal level where it's like, if you had an informant that you needed to plant a bomb, you needed to be a real bomb because you needed, you needed to cause, but you don't want it to blow up but you needed to cause the chaos, the confusion, and the disruption, that's what you would do. You would make a real bomb and then just be like, oh, well, thank you, God. The black powder was wet, but I'll tell you, if you are somebody who's smart enough and has the means to get an egg timer and to put the wiring in and to build the pipe bomb and to go out and, and find the pipes and to put it all together, you would not put wet black powder. Um, the black powder would be the most protected thing. 
You know what I mean? Your black powder would stay in a Ziploc bag. You know that that is the most important part of, of your device. You wouldn't allow it to be wet. Um, and so, you know, it's and, and now that the feds have what they requested, all of their text messaging, and now they've deleted all the text. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, nefarious. Then why did you delete them? The only text I delete are the ones I don't want my wife to see. For my internet girlfriend. I can prove it to you right now. Uh, I always like to show I got 822 missed text messages on my phone. So. I, that's what I feel like. Oh, when bro. I get a text back for you within 20 minutes, I feel honored. I got five kids yeah. and they always want my phone. So I can't look at porn on my phone. I can't, I can't go down these rabbit holes on my phone because <laughs> my kids will get a hold of it and, and, and they'll see it. So, you know, I'm, I'm basically <laughs> my own family here. Um, you know, I, so I, I you know, what I see, the, the point being going back to your comment was, uh, that yeah, I can see that. Like the Fed's kind of doing like another January sixth thing. To be honest with you, right now, my opinion on the January sixth is that's completely staged. The fact that Nancy Pelosi, oh absolutely, the totality of the evidence, uh, the Fed, uh, Nancy Pelosi, they wanted it, <laughs> they wanted it to look like mayhem and chaos. And and there's a bunch of Capital PD guys that I talked to that are like, dude, it is all adding up. Listening to the statements from our own brothers who are directly lying, who are create uh, causing a. Uh, uh, are guilty of perjury in court um, and back, going back to Lazarus saying he was in places when now they have video documentation that he wasn't even there. Um, but he, but he, but he was called the N word and, and bashed in, you know, by these oath keepers, but he wasn't even in the same building. He wasn't even close to the, the thing. All of this was to cause chaos. And, um, and so, yeah, I could see that happening at the border, some kind of, uh, you know, Gretchen whipped me or like, hey, go show up with this. And, you know, that guy doesn't know that the National Guard's about to shoot him. But then the National Guard shoots him. And here we go. Takes one spark to burn down a forest, man. It's and all it takes. Guys, you hope these guys are free thinkers. And I, I hate that I don't know the specifics, but I know that the reason why in during the Cold War, and I think they made a movie about it, the reason why we didn't launch was because somebody behind the trigger was ordered to and they said i'm not fucking doing this so you know if you have 200 people at the border and some crazy ass orders go down and everybody goes listen we're not doing this we're not going to shoot each other you know hope to god that they're like we're all law enforcement we're smart enough not to have these fucking you know these fucking politicians pit each pit us against each other but i don't know if that's wishful thinking or in the heat of the moment it's going to go down now, Dexter, your podcast is kicking back up with another season. Um, before we go, we got two minutes left. Uh, where can they find you? What what are what is your next listen? It's a hell of a time to be podcasting right now. It so really is. Like, it, this could be the last year that we all podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> They're going for yeah. There's all sorts of speculation uh, going on. The, the the end of the world is coming and everything. If you if you want to believe in all that, this could be the last year that we all get to podcast. Uh, what what is what do you got for this next season and your podcast and the name well, of your podcast? Well, hopefully, when you uh you know the Tazy family hires me into slavery, you all let me continue my podcast. They appreciate it, sir. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, regular, thank you, know you know Matt. I mean? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Be like big pharma and mainstream media. Be like, yeah, let you peasants talk on the radio. So, uh, don't ever speak against me and make sure you fluff me up at every corner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, I Am Pitts podcast on all available podcast networks and 
hit me up on Instagram at I am Pitts One. I don't really do seasons, but I just took a break because, I mean, I've been a solo one-man show for going on almost three years, and I just kind of hit the wall, just needs to step back from – step back uh, ground with reality for a little bit, man. But now I'm ready to kind of get back into the swing in it, swing of it. I need to get Tansy back on because last time we were doing it, uh, internet shut down on you. Definitely need you back, bro. Oh, yeah, I've got perfect internet now. Um, and by the way, go find uh, Dexter's book. It's on Amazon. It's I Am Pits, I-A-M-P-I-T-T-S. Um, before we get too far, though, and, and hang up with you, did you ever see the Keenan Peel where they're the the act where they're gonna, they want their slaves and they get auctioned oh, off? Oh, yes. <laughs> you go take the sick-looking look. <laughs> they, like, pick the midgets and, like, all the old <laughs> By the way, one of my favorite skits of all time. Uh, Tyler, it's the Hero Podcast. Uh, what do you guys got coming up next? Where can they find you? The next one that's going to drop is Waco. Brent, the Delta Force operator, and Tyler, the street cop, break down the origins of Waco, the origins of David Koresh, and why it happened and how it went down. So that's going to drop Monday. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be – it's the first time we've ever just done a breakdown with all current events, all – politics we just we didn't do it mainly because brent's at shot show and we couldn't film this week so we had to, oh, we had to cool dude. chad's cool dude says breaking news now this is coming from somebody in our chat so I, I haven't verified it yet but he's saying biden just called for all national guards to stop i think didn't he call that yesterday let's see stop <laughs> Let yeah, we're really gonna it. listen to a guy that can't walk <laughs> five minutes without falling uh let's see um Joe Biden holds permits for nope climate control. And, and uh, we usually have a producer in here that would help us with this, but he's on a road trip right now. Um, I don't see anything yet coming out, but uh, I, I'll make sure that I, I put something out on, on the Patreon and keep you guys up to date over the weekend. Um, uh, Armory Knight says Eric's last show before the end of the world will be insane. It will be. Fulkner said, what about your book, Tansy? Um, uh, I'm working with Nick Palmashano. And um, we have signed a book deal, um, but the book deal is going through legal right now, um, which takes about four to six months. Um, but we s- we're under the book deal in o- late October. So if, if legal takes four to six months, so October, November, December, January, February, you know, at the at the earliest, I guess, March, April at the latest that we're able to um, give you guys all the news. Uh, my agent and Nick Palmashano both have advised like we just don't create any hype until until we have the official uh, go. By the way, when the official go happens, th- there's already a site built for this whole thing. It's really beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm more excited about it than anybody. So I appreciate that you guys are excited about it. I'm excited about it. If you want to be on the email list. All you got to do is go to my Instagram, Eric Tanzi official or failure to stop Instagram and just send me a private message with just your email address. Because when I copy a message from Instagram, it won't let you, it, it copies the entire message. And then when I go to put it in the email list, I have to delete all the other shit that you wrote. So if you're going to message me and you want to be on the, the book email list, just send me your email and then a separate message of whatever you want to say behind that. That way I can copy the email address and, and put it into the email list so you guys can get on the pre-orders or whatever when that time comes. But uh, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, the book is called Pig Latin, a seriously funny true story. It's a comedy. It's a police comedy um, all about being just a, a trash cop. It's, it's a, the I hope they serve beer and hell version of the cop book. So uh, not as powerful and as meaningful as I am Pitts's book, uh, but but definitely will give you some 
You guys are all here writing fucking books. I need to write a book. Everybody should, man. Hey, you're a GWAP veteran, bro. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, writing a book is very therapeutic. Even if like you don't do anything with it. Uh, I, the day that I finished my book, which was like over a year ago when I finished the last sentence, I know Dexter, you could probably attest to this, but once you put that final period on, I mean, you kind of don't really care what happens to the book after that. I mean, yeah, you want to make some money from it and things like that. But for me, I think when I put that period at the end of the book, I was like, wow, I wrote a fucking book. I'm going to write a book called Don't Do What I Do. Hey, life is life. <laughs> don't do anything I did. Um, hey, there's a, there's a genre for everything, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> guys, hey, did you have to clear DOD? Did you have to clear DOD at all for your book? No. With the oh, no, and um, like the pre legal, the like the like uh, the the first shot legal where they just skim your book, um, before that goes to like legal legal. Um, I passed that so, uh. And, and they didn't really ask me any questions. So I don't know. I, I don't, because that was my big fear. It's like, what names can I use? What names can I cannot use? You know, like how accurate do I have to be for this to be a true story? Because the book is true. Like I didn't make anything up, but I didn't want to put like real locations and real yeah, names because I didn't cool. want to like, you know, some of that. I mean, I, I fucking taste this one chicken in the, in the vagina in the book. So, you know, like, I don't want people to, to know who that is or find it. So I did make up, you know, certain locations and, and names. And, and I wanted to make sure like that was going to be okay to do in some instances. And so like, um, and in one part of the book, I even like change the color of somebody's skin. Like I make them a white person instead of a black person because they're so stupid. And I didn't want somebody to think that like I was being racist in the book. So I was like, I don't give a fuck about the guy. This person is just stupid. So I'm just, you know, for description purposes, because I'm not going to say anything nice about this person the whole chapter, I'm going to make them a white person so nobody thinks that I didn't like this person based on their, the color of their skin. So, As Master as Master Tansy, I can speak for Master Tansy. He's a good man. He's a very good man. <laughs> Master Tansy. He's a very good man. Hey, that's you, your new Instagram handle, Master Tansy. You know what's funny? There's, a, there's a black female. Uh, her name is Katie, and she's Jamaican. And she works at my distillery from time to time whenever we get busy. And we had an all-black comedy night. It was a black comedy club that put the comedy event on. So it was 99.9% .9 black people. Um, I might have been the only white person there that night. And she was working the register, and she thought it would be funny to start calling me Master in front of everyone. <laughs> And she was like, "Hey, master, we're out of ice. Can can you get some more ice?" And like every person there is looking at me, and I'm like, "Kidding?" <laughs> She's like, "What? You like it when we call you master?" And I was like, "And then uh, and she was like, well, 'Well, I'm glad that the white girl that works there.' She's like, "Well, I'm glad that you only call her master. He makes me call him daddy." And like everybody is staring at me, and I'm like, "Guys, none of this is true. Like they've never called me daddy or master." And they're like. Daddy, what's the problem? And I was like, it was so embarrassing. It was so funny. But uh, these yeah, are good my for them. people. They are. And, and I and I enjoy that. And then one time, uh, oh, well, that's another story for another time. But uh, yeah, that, lots of good times with them. But I'll tell you this. Listen, Dexter, when it, when it goes down, I'll give you like laundry details, something inside that has to do with, you can sit in front of the TV, watch prices, right? And fold the laundry. There we go. Um, you know, um, keep you inside, you know, keep you off your knees. Yeah. yeah. Don't need to be out in the sun anymore, bro. I'm good, man. I'm actually working on making a movie. Um, have you ever seen Planet of the Apes? 
Oh my God, where are you going with this? Uh, You know how the the apes are the humans and they treat the humans like they're apes? Yes. In Planet of the Apes? I'm going to make a movie where it's the, the Revolutionary War, but the black people are the Revolutionary War soldiers and the Revolutionary War soldiers are the slaves. So the black people are like fighting each other, other black people, instead of white on white. And then the white people are the slaves. It's kind of like that kind of film. So when they're marching into battle, though, they're like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, like the drummer boys are like real drummer boys, you know? They're shooting sideways at each other and shit. Yeah. I like it. I was also like going to make a version of I was going to make a version of Roots like that where all the black people are the slave owners and all the white people are the slaves. But I'm going to make like a whole series. Where it's just reverse. It's like obviously, like, hey, go to another planet, another dimension, and white people are the ones that endured all the slavery, and the black people are the elites. I gotta be careful about what I laugh at. Would you watch it? Would you watch that movie? (laughs) I'd watch anything you made. I would want to be. I would want my name to be on the IMDb for that. (laughs) Yeah, Dexter doesn't have a choice. Mass is gonna make him watch it. Like Kuta Kinte like in the film would be like, what is your name? And I'm like, my name is Eric. And they're like, your name is, you know, whatever, you know, the, whatever the black, you know, the traditional like, black name. And I'm like, no, my your name, name is, is Elijah <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's all like, yeah. I think it's a great idea, man. Like, I think it's just edgy enough. It's like Blazing Saddles back in the day, man. We did. Start pushing the envelope. I like it. <laughs> so everybody's like, we are definitely canceled now. <laughs> yeah, you would be Master Dexter. <laughs> In the film, you would be Master Dexter. And I'm not so kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, damn, this is this like a terrible turn. Uh, <laughs> we keep Civil War, I'm just saying. <laughs> bring it back memories man bring it back memories <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I gotta go work in a couple hours this is gonna be great right. uh, for myself for uh, Dexter Pitts I am Pitts and for Anti-Hero Podcast this has been our last episode um, and I'm probably going to go to jail for this. So uh, until next time, guys, guns up and giddy up. You guys be safe out there. <laughs>